Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. So Jesus is now going to attempt to communicate a deeper truth, which can only be known by those with ears and eyes wide open. Such a task is more difficult with men than we might think. In verse 6, Jesus refers to an event in which the temple, and for the most part, the whole of Jerusalem, would be brought to rubble. Along with the physical destruction, the religious system, the religious Jewish system that the temple represented would also be brought to an end. Now certainly the temple that day as the disciples stood in awe, it it would have been something to behold. I mean, it was one of the great wonders of the world. Its grounds filled one-sixth of all of Jerusalem. It took 80 years to build and was ornate with gold and pure white marble stones, stones that were 94 feet long, 10 and a half feet tall and 13 feet wide. 94 feet long, 10 and a half feet tall and 13 feet wide. One stone. And the quarry for that marble? Well, that was two miles away and you know they didn't have any trucks. There was 162 100 ton columns that were holding up 52 foot high porches. Each of those columns took three men to reach around. Walkways, courtyards and stairways, it it all filled the temple area. Now the temple had the appearance that it would last forever, but it would not. For in 70 AD, the Roman general Titus so thoroughly destroyed Jerusalem and the temple that indeed, quote, not one of these stones remained upon another, end quote, just as Jesus predicted. Pastor David Guzik remarks saying, it is said that at the fall of Jerusalem, the last surviving Jews of the city fled to the temple because it was the strongest, most secure building in the city. Roman soldiers surrounded it, and one drunken soldier started a fire that soon engulfed the whole building. Ornate gold detail work in the roof melted down in the cracks between the stone walls of the temple. And to retrieve the gold, the Roman commander ordered that the temple be dismantled stone by stone. And the destruction was so complete that today they have true difficulty learning exactly where the temple sat. You know, even beyond all of this, our Lord's prophecy would reach further into the future. Even beyond our day, to a time that is even now yet distant. To a time scripture refers to as the last days, quote unquote. That period of the Antichrist and a tribulation so great that according to Matthew 24, that there will be such great suffering such as not been heard from the beginning of the world until now, no, not, nor will ever be. Verse eight of our chapter says, he said, watch out that you don't get led astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time is at hand, therefore don't follow them. Now we know that mankind has always wondered about the future, what was coming, what's going to happen, 
How would it all play out? And these questions certainly have been on the forefront of the hearts and minds of mankind, right from creation, really. Jesus does not answer when these events are going to occur, but he does give us a time frame with the statement, do not be deceived. It's like a, a marker, a line in the sand. Because you see, with the inner circle of Jesus, his inner circle of followers there beside him, Jesus would now begin to speak of those final days. And he would warn them not about global warming or international war or economic upheaval, but he warned them rather about an enemy that would enter through the back door, through the paths of religion and politics, and would be largely accepted as the long-awaited Messiah. Now take note how Jesus starts on this prophetic warning. He says, be careful, watch out. Jesus felt that the most important way to begin all of this, again, was with a warning. I mean, he knew that both then and now that there will be those who will attempt to deceive God's very elect, some inadvertently and some actually on purpose. Albeit our pride so often refuses to believe that we could be deceived. Yet such deception is widespread and occurs around us even on a daily basis. The word deceive can also be translated led astray. And scripture is full of warnings to be careful that we are not deceived, which would then naturally lead us to the understanding that such beguiling is a real and ever-present danger. In fact, such deceivers are insidious and clandestine and present. They are the false prophets. They will often move about in our very midst, hiding in plain sight. Truth is, the broader church today is overrun with false doctrine and overrun with watered-down truth. Beliefs that are so deluded that they are powerless in their exercise and ultimately blasphemous in their ideology. One need not look very far to find these kind of teachings or, uh, or for those who stand in the pulpits, other institutions because of false faith. Now we need to notice, as Jesus begins, that he seems to be, well, rather purposely vague in this passage. Certainly, he could have been more specific, yet he purposely again chose not to. Now the reasons for this can only be that he wanted us to know just the things he was going to tell us and nothing more. Now that has great impact, that statement. The day and the hour, as well as other specifics concerning the end, are obviously and purposely withheld here. Indeed, some critical info is given with detail. So what we need to do, instead of pouring over the issue uh, that is before us with a microscope in, in an attempt to find some secret info or hidden clue, wouldn't it be better to understand what it is that is overtly on our plate? Jesus first warns that there will be those who will come pretending to be the Christ. Today we know the fuller truth of this prophecy by simply reading the newspapers and watching the news. For many have come and they've gone uh, also while claiming to be Christ. And so as the prophet uh, declares, many have been deceived because of them, 
Deception has always been one of the enemy's greatest tools. When we compromise the word, when we, when we move away from the absolute, when we rebel against God's authority in any way, we actually place ourselves in that danger zone of deception. It's like painting a target on our chest. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.